0: The Finley. The Finley. Bom- the Finley. My the Finley. The Finley. Bom- <laughs> the The hell, seam
1: hell. is gone. It's pretty terrible. The seam is unseemly. <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's unseemly. No, this isn't the poetry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to the Finleys on Film. That's uh, Joe and Tom, and we're talking about uh, talking about classic cinema. We, we love classic movies, and we love each other. We love to cinema? argue. Somebody shoot me! I said cinema, and Holy
1: then at shit. the end you should say
0: fin. The mm, fin. 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 The fin. Fin. I think it's fin.
1: Yeah. And we love uh, <sighs> being mean to each other. Yeah, and we are.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Finley's on film. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm here, and my Joe has no soul, and uh, we're to, we're. Gonna... I'm Joseph. Joseph, right? The other yeah. guy's Tom. Oh, Jesus, He's the so one true. who sounds fat is Tom. Yeah, the one the one who sounds like a douche nozzle. That's Joe. Yeah, I mean Joseph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, right. we talk about films anyway, so what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about a classic uh, movie actor uh, again we 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 run our films together, we put two into an episode and we we run some kind of a theme relative to him. in this case, it's gonna be the actor. he's the actor in both movies. gentleman by the name of Spencer Tracy
1: i I um sorry mm. I interrupted your flow but but uh I had a conversation with someone who's 26 years old, which is very close to my age, I'd say, conceptually.
0: Conceptually,
1: geologically. Yeah, geologically, yeah. And um, I mentioned Spencer Tracy, Mm -hmm. and she said, What do you think she said? Spencer Tracy. Who's she? Yeah, sort of. And it enraged me because it felt it seems like everyone should know who Spencer Tracy is. Even if you've never really seen the film, like you should know that the name is the name of Spencer Tracy, who's right. Spencer Tracy. Mm-hmm. But she did not. And then she had the gall to point out something that was correct, which Mm. is that when someone doesn't know something, you probably shouldn't badger them. You should probably just tell them what they um, could know.
0: That is a concept utterly foreign to what we're doing here. I do not like it either. either. (laughs) Neither of us us can do that. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're fucking wrong. We're talking about the George Clooney of 40 years ago. So if you don't know who Spencer Tracy
1: is, kill yourself, but not before listening to the rest of our podcast. Finish this
0: podcast. Go outside. Find a delightful leafy elm from which to swing. We need numbers. Yes. But, and then but, kill yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Be, go on to iTunes, vote us, uh, give us a great review, yep. and then yeah, and then see you kill later. Yourself. Sparky, that's right. Wow, yeah. we are off. This is this is this is going to be a success. Mm-hmm. We are we are advocating suicide for our fan base. We're going to get that doesn't whole, exist yet even into court. Yeah, no one listens to us. We're still going to get
1: sued, like they, they sued Judas Priest. Uh-huh. Remember? Remember they sued Judas Priest, the the metal band in the eighties for
0: because <laughs> he played their music backwards. Two zeros listen to their music backwards. And kill themselves in yeah. a park. Yeah. In this case, what's going to happen is if you listen to this podcast backwards, Joseph and I will be nice to each other. That's right. <laughs> but
1: you should still kill yourself. Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but, but but just I want to finish that story. The, actually, the one guy... Killed himself. They listened to something by Judas Priest that, mm. if you listened to it at the right angle or something, sounded like some... If you don't know who Petra trait she is, fucking hang yourself. <laughs> kill yourself in a park. And one of them <laughs> ate the shotgun. The other guy picked it up and then flinched.
0: Uh-huh. So he lived... And but he had a hell of a smile. Oh, ladies. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> he's still better looking than we are, but <laughs> yeah, he was a disaster. He's, he's getting more trim than we'll ever imagine. But yeah. yeah, he looks like that. Imagine where I got these scars from. Why so serious? Yeah. That's a reference to a movie Joseph has no, no really knowledge of I don't know. What yeah. is it? Oh, is, it a, is this a... Oh, no. Batman. Oh, Tom. I'm Batman. This is
1: Tom's... I would say his weakness, but he's mostly full of weaknesses. This is one of his weaknesses, <laughs> and he loves... I'm diabetes. Um, (laughs) He loves superhero movies. He's one of these guys that actually will um, say something about Marvel versus DC. I've already forgotten which one's superior according to him. I'm gout. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. Again, a reference he's not going to get, but okay. No, I actually looked over because I thought that was your gout talking.
1: (laughs) So... um, Uh. Anyway, I forgot what the, f- the hell we were saying at this what, what point. We're talking about. Spencer Tracy. Oh, Spencer Tracy yeah, yeah, and okay. people
0: not knowing who he is.
1: Yeah, and you should kill
0: yourself. Um, was that aimed at me? Yes, just but I'm also telling the audience it doesn't eight, know. Wait, this is a work in progress, man. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, I'm wondering if we can just torture this concept of, <sighs> of people killing themselves. A little I think, longer. <laughs> do you think we, could, we, we could potentially move on because we're actually talking about. I think it'd be great if people if just fast forwarded and eight minutes later we're still saying, <laughs> it's Spencer Tracy, kill yourself. <laughs> Why don't what we should do is we should just talk about it for a bit and then go back to talking about it so that somebody does fast forward to it. They'll just think the whole thing is like that. Not bad. All right. Okay. You can be the producer. If we had, if we had technical ability yeah. at all, we'd probably pull that off. Speed yep. the reel to reel up. Let's just uh, let's just take a second out and acknowledge uh, Curtis, uh, who's our producer. He Curtis is Messer. He's providing us with uh, the equipment to torture you in this manner. Yeah. So he's partially responsible until for the nonsense. Until we our own. And until, yes, until... And then it's goodbye, Curtis. We never knew you. Until... <laughs> <laughs> Hit the bricks. Uh, yeah, get out of here, pal. Um, Spencer but, Tracy. Tell yourself. Spencer Tracy. Yeah, it is really funny because... because... Because we are talking about one of the sort of most relentlessly cheerful, like, like, Spencer Tracy is one of those paragons of old Hollywood. He really was. I mean, not not in real life, but his persona. I thought he was Irish. uh, Yeah. He was was of the paragons. (laughs) The paragons of Cork. The old paragons of Cork. He (laughs) was higher. He was. uh, Well, yeah. yeah, so, So let's see. Like... Like, particularly very early on in his career, anytime there was like a nice Irish priest or something like uh, that that yeah. needed to be portrayed, Spencer Tracy was the man. He's wise. I feel he like just, he's wise. He just looked like it, right? Yeah, he, he just looks like an old shoe, but and, a wise one. <laughs> and we're talking about the way we're, we're talking about like good Catholics in uh, in old Hollywood. Oh, yeah. We're not talking any other variety. There's it's unless it's about mm. the Pope himself, it's yep. always Irish Catholic. Oh yeah. So that's- oh fuck the Italians, Tom. Yeah, fuck- I agree. Yeah, fuck them. Go
1: kill yourself. Mexico. If you're <laughs> Italian or you don't know who Spencer Tracy is, <laughs> you know what to do. Yeah. And if you're we if- told
0: you, <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about now? Well, Spencer
1: Tracy was so. Ca- is this, are you going to tell the story about his his wife? Are you thinking of that story? No, I'm not. But please go ahead. Well, he there. There's many, many, many theories, and here's where you can go to sleep to me talking, and one of the about Spencer Tracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edit that out, Curtis.
0: That's just my apnea. Go.
1: Go cut yourself. So so Spencer Tracy um, had a, a very famous sort of public affair with um, Catherine Hepburn. Mm-hmm. They were like partners for decades, right? Yeah. She was with him when he died. But the story, the first story is that, uh, well, it's not a story. He, he never divorced his wife. Yeah. He was married, and there were two things about him in the 30s in early Hollywood. Spencer Tracy was a, um, a, a much-to-be-admired boozer. I mean, we're talking about, like, take a case of whiskey into a hotel yeah. room and not to be seen for a week, yeah, that type he, of he was good Irish was Hunter Thompson-level boozing. Yeah, yeah. He was a disaster. Mm. And this is what I really like about him. He never quit drinking. He just, he, according to what I've read, um, would have one Dutch beer at the end of the day. Uh-huh. He's like, fuck this, like quitting stuff. Like I'll just <laughs> minimize my drinking, right? Right. But, but um, because he was uh, Catholic, um, he never divorced his wife. There was just an agreement that he would leave and then mm-hmm. have this affair. Now, the second theory mm-hmm. is that, that they were just beards for each other. Right. Really? That, that, um, that he was gay. That he was gay and that she was gay. Now, by the way, this theory mm-hmm. is just one that I've invented, but it is a theory.
0: <laughs> I just want it to I think it's plausible it's a fascinating one, but but at the same time, like remember he was never anything but that paragon of Catholic virtue like he, they, they, so their affair was just one of Hollywood's great sort of untalked about secrets. Mm. Like, they, like the, the studios, and the studios back that play 100%. There's a picture at, uh, there's a hotel in San Francisco called um, the St. Francis, and there's a picture that a photographer took in the lobby of the two of them together. And because, yeah. uh, it, because it was in a, in a hotel and like that, the hotel, uh, through pressure, bought that picture. Mm-hmm. And they didn't show it until after both of them were dead. You're kidding me. No, seriously. So, it's in the, it's in the lobby of the Saint Francis. No, but now. so
1: wait. So what are you saying? It was it was like a publicity campaign to hide and then reveal. Like no no, I didn't that. A, no, no, it was just no,
0: no. It was just it was at the time it was to hide while the two of them were together, because both of because both of their sort of Hollywood personas were these were these things, and particularly his. was But that everyone Paragon knew of it. Controls. Everyone knew it. But this was back before uh. we had Kardashians. Essentially, this yeah. is back. This is back when secrets had a certain value. Yeah. Right? And so that, that was it. And so they, there yeah. was just a lot of pressure to maintain that secret. And some people say, like, Howard Hughes had a lot to do with it because he had been an ex-lover of Catherine Hepburn. Right. And he was involved in that cover-up. Yeah. That was an active campaign, and he had the money to do it. Yeah. And the, the studios got behind it, too. And so they just basically quashed any, you know, like, visceral proof, like a picture of the two of them, where they ought to have been. Yeah. So that was just, that was the kind of thing they did. Now, swear to God, if the two of them, they would have like one weekend in rehab and they'd have a reality show. Now.
1: Yeah. Never have you sounded older.
0: <laughs> every Tay <stepped> in <laughs> there back in the good old days, they'd slap. We on had TV. secrets, you know. <laughs> and every once in a while, one of the coloreds would come along. A and, negro, if you will. Oh, that went too far, I yeah. think. I was going coloreds just <laughs> as a general <laughs> statement. <laughs>
1: So, okay. wouldn't it have been great? By the way, if, uh, the many things uh, like the time machine. But you and I, by the way, would make the most boring use of time machines. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the to the Chinese Grauman Theater opening of uh, uh, yeah. an Affair to Remember,
0: Tom. Oh, but, but but wouldn't it be it'd be I'm great? Say, to first of, day of shooting a Blazing Saddles, right?
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> and but and then go back in time and be part of that like old studio system. Mm-hmm. They were so vicious back then. Well, I guess they're
0: vicious now. Are they? I don't know. There was an efficiency to there, there was like a there was an efficiency to it that mm-hmm. just doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, now there's I guess oh, Jesus. What was like it was like, Excuse, it was like
1: before free? Uh, uh, what do you call it in baseball? Free free um, agents. Free agency. Yeah. agency. Right. It's that type of thing. You just sort of indentured.
0: You exactly right. You were so well. What I'm advocating often, for is
1: going back to. to <laughs> we indentured servants. get kind
0: of form of slavery back here, sure, sure for actors. Yeah, oh, I like it. Anyway, so we're
1: talking, I think, about Spencer Tracy, <laughs> Spencer Tracy and these two films. And the first one is 1954's uh, – 54 or 55? I don't remember. That's well, one of those two. You can look yeah, it up. Whatever. There's computers with information yes. on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Bad Day at Black Rock.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What? A...
1: Now, can we just give it away that we love this film?
0: Well, I'm going to go, A, I love this film, yeah. and B – uh, it's a great film.
1: It's those and two it's things.
0: widely acknowledged as a great film, not just by us. Because
1: we will sometimes say like, oh, I should watch this terrible film. Right. It's comforting. It's like comfort food.
0: Right. But and, that's not what this is. And, and I am not above doing that, but that's not... If, if you're you right, saw a something. picture of him, you would... He's telling the truth. Please. Oh, I just, dude, like fucking casserole. The movie, the musical was amazing. He's got a loaf of bread lodged under his belly right now. No, that's actually, no, that's, that's my oh, tit. That's,
1: oh, my God. That yeah, is, I know. That okay. Absolutely. So, so, yeah, it's a good film. I yeah. mean, it's quality good. And it's, it's short.
0: I it is. Why yeah, so it has so that that quality, too. And it's, it's, um, I mean, it, it, it rings so many bells of classic movies. First off, it's a classic noir. Yeah. Absolutely. Even though it's in color.
1: Well, how would you, sorry, I'm derailing your conversation. I apologize, but how, how would you define noir?
0: Well, okay, so noir is like a weird sort of a category that it can be a little bit um, ambiguous. But noir basically is a morally bankrupt situation. Mm-hmm. And your hero is a hero, but slightly an anti-hero. And he has some form of, and almost inevitably has some frailty or form of flaw. Okay. In this case, Spencer Tracy is, uh, plays a veteran uh, from World War II who has mm-hmm. uh, one arm. Mm-hmm. So it's very literally, it's a, it's a, it's a physical flaw. The you know, one-armed it's a, veteran. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, well, well otherly, abled, otherly abled, otherly abled. Say it again. Uh, otherly abled. I, I like that yeah, version. It was of very you. well played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I tell him otherly ab- <gasps> abled <laughs> So, take your uh. helmet off, Tom. it oh, on oh, the oh. air. Oh, get me. Okay. Me. okay. All, All right. Adderall.
1: So he he. It's this train. And Adderall cake. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> this train arrives in this town, Black Rock. Yes. It's in the middle of the desert. I, mm-hmm.
0: I imagine it like Bishop, California, that type of thing. Well, it actually was shot in a, in a in an actual town of California. I think it's called Lone Pine. Oh, you are a know-it-all. Nice. You know that? Oh, you know what? You know who told me that one? My dad. Yeah, so I didn't. My daddy. I, my pal taught me that one. It was a wee nipper. Yeah. So uh, please continue. Oh, a wee nippler. No, it's 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 shot in a town called Lone Pine. It's like an abandoned. Mm-hmm. Old West town. They went in. They refurbished it just enough to make it look like it was actually a functioning town. Yeah. Because in the movie, it plays a barely functioning town. Oh, is it barely functioning? Yeah. It's just. It's just this collection of Tom's misfits. penis
1: functions more than than this this town.
0: Right. And um, which is oddly, oddly enough, my last girlfriend fucked. Uh, never mind. Lone Pine. Okay. Wow. Cha cha cha. This
1: is about to be a therapy
0: show. Oh, let me tell you. Then then it. And then, then Lone Pine touched me.
1: Yeah. Not good. I don't believe you. Nobody believes you, Tom. No one believes you. I've never been touched. by are lying. I've never been touched by. Pie. Why are you trying to tear the family apart?
0: Ugh. So, so
1: <laughs> the trick. <laughs> So this train, there are train tracks running adjacent to the town, but the train rarely comes through and never stops.
0: Like literally, that's like one of the first lines in the movie, nobody ever stops here.
1: Yeah, the train stops and people are like um, treating it like my neighbor used to treat my sister coming home late from a date. Just like to the window, mm -hmm. doors opening, uh, uh, curtains,
0: uh, yeah. It's, It's as though plumbing had arrived or something in this town in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. That made a lot more sense no, in my head. We're pretty bad Anyways, friends. it's yeah. uh, but, but the town is called Black Rock in yep. the movie. Hence the mm-hmm. name Bad Dad Black Rock, mm-hmm. and it literally is a movie that takes place over twenty four hours. Yeah, and the same to Tracy, one armed veteran, one armed veteran, a hero, if you will. Yeah, we will thank him for his fake service. You got you. By the way, you got you, Robert Ryan. Oh, this is that's one of the great things about this movie. Uh, another
1: thing to say, but go on. Robert You got you Dean Jagger. Dean Jagger. You got you Anne Francis. Yep. You got your Walter Brennan. You got your... Hey, hey, hey. You got your
0: Ernest Borgnine. Yep. You got your Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin.
1: Yeah. This is like... Did I miss
0: anyone? Uh, not of any real substance. And it's got thing.
1: everyone, a lot of them playing small roles who will later
0: on have like a franchise of tough guy movies. That's one of those movies, that's one of the things I truly love about this movie. It's yep. like, every, like every couple, of like a decade or something like that, Every like once a decade, twice a decade maybe, there will come a movie that just has a bunch of people in it who will later on be stars. Like yeah. American Graffiti was like that. Yeah. Uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest yeah. was like that. It's just all these bit players in the background yeah. just, just get propelled later on into superstardom, like mm-hmm. Ernest Borgnine, Lee Marvin. Yep. And, I mean, it was just,
1: you know, Robert like a Tyler, Robert Tyler Perry
0: movie, is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Medea Goes to Black Rock, that's yeah. a new- One-armed Medea. One-armed Medea. Yeah. To, but you can't tell, because she's still got fingers coming out of one side of the dress. Yes.
1: Her armpit fat is mistaken
0: yes. for a hand. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That movie was abandoned. Oh God. Let's so he, he let's, the, the train stops. Let's cut off the uh, let's <laughs> cut off the racism accusations right now, shall we? Uh, yes. Okay. Good. Yeah.
1: Conf- did you say confirm? Uh, no. Head off. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's stop him right now. So the train on stops on one tracks. And oh, and <laughs> Spencer Tracy gets out, and everyone's amazed. What's this guy doing here? The train right. never stops. Right. We uh, you get the sense that there's a it's a it's a town. Sh-
0: Shrouded in mystery. Shrouded with a mystery at least. Something is amiss in BlackRock, and that becomes apparent In San it's She's a She's amiss. Mm. Mm. Hey, Joe, have Work you heard play. about the new quarter pillows? Because they're making headlines. Mm. Chirp, chirp. Church, church. So he gets <laughs>
1: off the train and they're like what is why is the train stopping what does what does this man want nobody right. should be disturbing us we mm-hmm. have our town the outsiders not welcome
0: right we we hate we we hate us some outsiders yeah. it's, it's definitely that 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 ster- it's like that stereotype of the of the, the small town that hates outsiders but these guys really hate outsiders a lot right. so yeah. immediately the questions start coming the guy can't uh, he tries to get a room in a hotel he almost can't like he has to basically out he has to outwit um the the guy behind the counter yep. uh, to get a room and by the way uh, the, in this town outwitting is not that big a problem apparently right right that's, that's right yeah you know, that 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 closed that closed offness is not paying off in the intellectual area for that there's a little you have a sense there's a little uh, pissing in the gene pool yeah like yeah. like maybe quite a bit yeah, and then <laughs> most of it shows up certainly in the hotel keeper who gets fooled all the time. Yeah, so uh, he gets his room like that, and basically he starts asking about uh, about a Japanese gentleman who's a farmer in the area, mm-hmm. uh, and he's asking for them. The moment he starts, the moment he drops the Japanese gentleman's name, everything just comes to a screech and halt. Yeah, like it's, like, it's that horrible like
1: this thing? promo. Yeah, I was gonna say the promos for a movie where there's like a wacky
0: comedy and mm-hmm. like the the scratch with the record? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, I did it just, not
0: improve on your description at all. But. No, but you explained it and that was delightful. Yeah. And so, anyways, yeah. so it was just the moment he drops that name, boom, everything stops around mm-hmm. him and people are evidently not okay. So so it becomes very apparent that the secret revolves around this character, this 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 Japanese gentleman. Yeah.
1: Well, that's it. Yeah, so, so he's asking questions and no one wants him to ask the questions. And so, again, he has to sort of get his own hotel room, uh, so, somehow rent his own Jeep from himself. And, <laughs> and he goes up to where the where the Japanese farmer's um, house is slash was because yeah. it's all a sunda with a cindas.
0: Yeah. Okay, let me uh, let no me clothes. clarify that. It had burned down at some point. There you go. Go on. Asunder with a cinder. God help us
1: all. And so now- With new The guy he's been looking for is gone, mm-hmm. and uh, the town, most of the town starts to get kind of rough with him. Right. Right? Ernest Borgnine tries to run him off the road. Right. Lee Marvin tries to shit in his chili or
0: something. I might be exaggerating, but- <laughs> I was Ernest Borgnine again, actually, but yeah. Okay. But they but they get in a little uh, they get in a little tussle relative oh, to the chili. Oh, and
1: he beats him up with one hand.
0: Just beats the shit out one of the. Well, tied the...
1: behind his back, but it's not. It's gone.
0: Well, that's like the final insult that finally cracks him. You tell him yeah. he's very sensitive about this thing. You can. You, you don't. Would be. You it's not be obviously that he only has one arm because he basically has like the sleeve of, of, of his jacket tucked yeah. into his jacket pocket all the right, time. Right. Right. Basically, you have to, you, you can see it, you can sort of get it, but mm-hmm. it has to be stated by other people there. And and the the Ernest Borgnine at one point says, can I fight you if I tie one hand behind my back? And that was it. And so Ernest it Borgnine just, Irish? Uh, no, but I'm doing his best. I'm doing my best Ernest Borgnine over here. Kids. Is
1: anyone who's ugly just has that accent?
0: Um, yeah. Well, it's hard to breathe past this thing in my throat called a throat. Mm-hmm. So that's just how it sounds. Yeah.
1: All right. So, uh, fuck you. <laughs> the whole town. Spencer Tracy accent, you prick. Yeah. Okay. So I was um, uh, was saying that the whole town is against him. Yeah. And, but it, but it's, okay, so the town's either against him or secretly for him, um, but impotent.
0: Right. Right. For instance, the uh, Dean Jagger plays the sheriff, and yep. he is completely, uh, you know, he's fallen into the, uh, the back of a bottle, and that's where he's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the drunken sheriff, uh, stereotype thing, yep. big time. I believe the word there. is trope. I was avoiding that word. I know that, that hurts you when I say that. Mm-hmm. But you said it, so good. Okay. So so really, we, I mean, we just yeah, have a and film. And Walter right? Brennan, one thing, I would bring up Walter Brennan. Yeah. Please. Choose the living shit out of the scenery in this movie. He really gets the most out of his little character. That's an expression you use a lot, Tom, and I like
1: it, but I don't know that I've ever heard anyone else use it. Hey, really? Curtis, have you ever heard anyone say, uh, the someone scenery? choose the scenery up? He's shaking his head now.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: okay I like it though.
0: Well, thanks.
1: I think it's one of those expressions that people know, even if they've never heard it before, kind
0: of know what you mean. Right. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I th- I mean I think I've heard it somewhere else before, but I don't I don't claim any originality. Oh god, that. this but is now an episode that. of Away with Words Look, on uh, NPR. I'll, and then I was touched. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. No one would touch you, Tom. Uh
1: please. S- so, S- so so anyway, so touch then me I don't know that we have to go through the whole morning. thing Yes. <laughs> Uh, because really, just that that tension is what this film's about. It's yeah. like he he has a mission. Mm-hmm. He wants to find this man. The man can't be found. There's sort of something has gone awry. Some right. situation, and the whole town's against him. And it's it's like 84 minutes of, I think it's exactly 84 minutes of of that. Type of thing,
0: right? And at the end, we get the nice closure. Everything, I mean, it sort of oh, rings. You've ruined it, it for everyone. No, it rings to a nice ending, but not in any kind of weird sellout way. I think. I yeah. Think, I think we earn the ending on it, so mm. that makes mm. it good. You're chewing up the scenery. Arr, arr, arr. Arr. Yeah. Spencer yeah. Tracy, man, just so likable. Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't like him? Absolutely. And and here's the thing, also finding out what a what a lecherous, drunken bastard he was off mm. that does nothing to hurt my love of this man. I can't, you know, he's
1: one guy, and I really like to do this, and I can't do it with him. I can't imagine
0: him uh, making love to someone, anyone. I think he would, like, he would. Yeah, I think as he came, he would be, like, the most profound, like, mm-hmm. ah! and it would just be, like, magical somehow. Okay. So, I think we just got into that imagination a little bit too much for you folks. Sorry about that. That's all right. I just came. We just both came. That's what happened so um, the next film I do it it sounds like a woodpecker
1: (laughs) (laughs) it kind of looks like a woodpecker too Mm. woodpecker (laughs) I just got it Um. Mm -hmm. so uh, the next film is um, Inherit the Wind Ah. oh Inherit the Wind
0: I love this movie oh it's
1: so great it's a wonderful movie It's a wonderful movie.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to go also this falls into that same category. It's Uh it's of being not only a movie that I love, but it's actually a really great movie. Has Spencer Tracy ever made a movie
1: that's bad? And the answer is yes. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, it was not his movie. That was right. everybody's movie. Fair so, enough. Uh, Buddy Hackett.
0: Ugh. <laughs> oh, I hate <laughs> Buddy <laughs> Hackett. <laughs> what are you talking about? A little uh, Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett's oh, that the was worst. the worst. Buddy Hackett impression too, but you, right. nobody knows. So who cares? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay.
1: So, so Inherit the Wind is is based on the 1925 or 26 so-called Scopes Monkey Trial. In, yes. In, in Tennessee.
0: Uh, it's based on a play that's based on the Scopes Monkey Trial. In Tennessee, the place written by Robert E. Lee, but not that Robert E. Lee. Yeah, no, that'd uh, be cool. Uh, take him to the other side, okay. it's uh, a playwright, that's why you <laughs> lost, you bastard. <laughs> Keep your focus. <laughs> ah, come on, should we attack? Should I write another chapter? I don't know. And of course, it's, a, it's e. an Lee act is, rather than a chapter. Wait, so what but what is
1: Robert about? E. Lee now? What, huh? are these, what are these accents you're doing? Robert E. Lee,
0: is uh, he th- like a, it, from New Jersey? What are you talking about? I'm Robert E. Lee, I'm okay. a great southern general. All right, calm down. Look, kid. Let me tell you what's going to make this okay. war go well. It's going to be okay. Okay, we're going to get some agents in here. <laughs> so the Scopes Monkey Trial, <laughs> Dateline, nineteen twenty-five. Welcome to the world's shittiest accents, the podcast. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, is uh, um, uh, a school teacher, a biology teacher, was this is uh, all history, real mm-hmm. events, mm-hmm. was arrested under a statute that prohibited the teaching of. Um, or even the review of, of Charles Darwin's um, theory of evolution mm-hmm. um, it, it, as it conflicted with the story of Genesis, of, of what we today call creationism, right? Yeah.
0: Um, we and, call it intelligent design now.
1: That's right. Good point. Oh, it's
0: gone away. No, it hasn't. Okay.
1: So, so um, <laughs> why are you doing to the microphone?
0: I'm just making love to it.
1: Okay. I thought oh, so. Oh, yes. That's evolution that's devolution for you folks so so um the historical figures are william jen in the, in the real story uh, william jennings bryant uh-huh. who was a three-time presidential candidate who was i think secretary of the uh, war secretary defense?
0: of the defense for a while and a couple of other and a well.
1: proponent, I think, of, of going off the gold standard, like eight years his, before
0: Nixon. That was his big claim to fame, was, was going off the gold
1: standard. And a Chautauqua tent orator, a, a, a televangelist before TV.
0: He's a really, he's an interesting, he's yeah. kind of a really interesting character because mm. he's that rare, famous Christian orator sort of a person who really kind of lived up to his billing. Kind like, of a really cool and interesting guy, though. Yeah, I mean, he he was he was the Secretary of War, and he was absolutely a pacifist. Yeah, and and so when when things in the administration went went south, mm-hmm. he moved on. He 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 bailed out because he couldn't he couldn't go with the war on uh, Mexico, for instance. So wait, this this
1: it was almost like there was a, a presidential cabinet, and someone
0: in it had. Like a scruple. Integrity. a screw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was That's like crazy. He's the. I, I, if I wanted to think of like, if I wanted to, if you said, name me a cabinet member with integrity. He's mm. really the only one I could think of. Okay. And he really had that. All right. And then you got your Chicago Clarence Darrow, <laughs> Clarence Darrow one of the great, one of the great attorneys. Uh, of the time and of all yep. time, and he's the guy who basically gave us the insanity plea defense.
1: Oh, and there's uh, this is the Leopold and Loeb uh, case where the friends or cousins I forget. Oh, the friends, friends. Did, uh, strangled a young boy to see what it would be like. Yeah. And Clarence Darrow. And let's come on. It. Let's
0: face it. Who hasn't had that thought? Right. I'm doing it right now. Of, uh, 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 how does he get into both hands around this? We've uh, killed uh, Curtis. Oh, I'm doing it to you, Tom. <laughs> no. <laughs> no you Nobody has those hands. hands. Okay.
1: So, so um, we have these two major characters. And then we have the great H.L. Mencken, Ah. Um, who was a reporter for the the Baltimore Sun mm-hmm. um, and a, a basic like curmudgeon and shit disturber and um, who who uh, uh, by the way a little t- trivial side note as if we haven't had enough already <laughs> the guy wrote two hundred thousand letters in yeah. his lifetime just yeah. just a prolific always writing always something to say
0: tremendous prolific writer he was an inte- he was an intellectual and more yeah. than that in the nineteen twenties he was kind of the intellectual nationally yeah. he was one of the great intellectuals so so at the time.
1: So the, in, in this real historical case, we have this um, Scopes, this, this biology teacher who's on trial. We have Clarence Darrow who comes down to defend him. We have H.L. Mencken who comes down and sort of um, signs with the defense and, and writes, I guess, propaganda, if you will, yeah. for the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, William Jennings Bryant. And they're given different names. William Jennings Bryant, who's played by Frederick March, is... Um, uh, Matthew, Harrison Brady. Matthew Harrison Brady, Clarence right. Darrow character who's played by Spencer Tracy is Henry Drummond. Henry Drummond and the H.L. Mencken character who's played surprisingly well, I think, by Jane Kelly. It was yeah. a, a big surprise to me. Um, is given the name H.L. Hornbeck. Hornbeck. Yeah. Right.
0: Hornbeck. So, so I mean, it's uh, it. Go ahead. I think he's. I, I think he might. I don't think he's H.L. But I know. But Hornbeck. I think he's just nobody. Listening. Nobody. Not one person cares. Okay. Great.
1: So, um, it's care. it's a there's it's a it's a historical case and how accurate is, you know, this film not the, not terribly accurate, but it's I mean but It's the, more the roots about are the there.
0: spirit and the concept oh, of what's going man. on.
1: I mean it's it's a film that actually um, keeps you riveted um, on arguments and critical thinking and logical fallacies and just the sort of
0: the, the it's interplay. It's an obscure <laughs> film as a result, but it's a great film. But yeah. it's,
1: it's really entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like um, this yeah. swordsmanship, uh, if you will, if you will, and between these two
0: um, legal minds. Right. Yeah. And it's surprisingly kindly, too. Because yeah. Because it points out the two, the two major protagonists, um, uh, played by Spencer Tracy and... Frederick March. Frederick March, <laughs> yeah. These two protagonists are respecters of each other's Mm. rights to have an opinion in that mm. sense, which is something sadly missing from the discourse today. Wow. But they are respecters of their... Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Uh,
1: this is not Charlie Rose, in case you, you accidentally stumbled. This is the...
0: Uh, oh, shut up. Finley's on film. Go yes, ahead. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, you're right. Okay. Anyways, uh, but but they're, they're, they're kindly respecters of each other and they're mm-hmm. friends in their own right, in yep. their own sense. Yep. Uh, and so in a... It tr- it, the The play and the movie they try to be sort of even-handed with what's going on, which is knowledge is coming along and threatening people's very very firmly held beliefs okay and it's not giving you an easy answer one way or the other, except insofar as it's relative to the case and to the law that's in question so it's it's, it's really it's, uh, it's really beautifully done. I like it's, it's kind yeah. in a sense
1: yeah, it is it's, a, it's well acted it's a oh, great acting. kind of the great cinematography
0: and great shots too. And we, yes. Black yes and white. The framing of it is is pretty remarkable in some senses. So some of the way they framed the shots are really amazing.
1: Oh, and you know we forgot Claude Akins.
0: Dude, the cast. Who's the, who I Dick, mean Dick York is in this.
1: Dick York, the first uh Darren yeah. from Bewitched. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Claude Akins, who in my for my money Sheriff Lobo from BJ and the Bear. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember that yeah, show?
0: Yeah, yeah. Claude Akins didn't really come into his own until the seventies. <laughs> That's right. I think, yeah. That, that's that's right. when I, that, That's the. That's the age of Aikens, right? Yeah, that's right. good. Can we say that on the air? We can absolutely. We just coined it. In fact, I think okay. that's going to be on our first shirt. The Fair age enough. of Aikens. So, so. Um, it's gonna big his leathery face like a wallet.
1: Little research here. Ooh, Dateline, research. Spring, nineteen sixty-one. The Southwest Review. John Rosenfield writes a piece called "The Dialectical Cinematerialism." Yep. Okay, but I draw your attention um, to this, and it reads thusly, and I'm taking my glasses off because I'm old.
0: He hasn't um, gotten got the bifocals yet.
1: In relationship to inher- Inherit the Wind, uh, the movies, a major indes- industry financed and owned by the most conservative element known to our body politic, the New York banks and investment makers, i.e., Jews, are undergoing attacks on three four fronts. Number one, the avowed intention of left-wing brainwashers to use them for ideological projection. Number two, the recent U.S. Supreme Court decision which affirmed the right of a movie center to ban the exhibition of a motion picture before it is shown. And number three, the accelerated activities of vigilante groups seeing pro-communism in every circumstance or theme that violates their own conceptions, this group recently equated the picture Inherit the Wind with communism because the stage and screen producers are quote unquote suspect to them and because the picture espouses academic freedom with quotes, which in this case is opposed to biblical fundamentalism. In other words, the subject of the film, the crazy mentality of Southern creationism, Uh Um, became the sort of force of attack on the film itself.
0: Absolutely, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. But but it falls into the it falls into that category where like um they they couldn't attack it on those grounds because they didn't have at that point the intellectual ammunition. They hadn't come up with. Uh, intelligent design and all that you mm-hmm. know that dare I say well, uh, nonsense I don't believe not... in uh, they, they hadn't come up with that part of it yeah. yet well, so, so what they happen. did was they, they moved they moved laterally and they just called it communism instead which, mm. which is let's face it still still a tool avidly being used in mm-hmm. sense. Like, by communists so, yes socialism that's Obamacare we, they just call it socialism now instead yes. of communism because Thanks, there's no Obama. flag behind it
1: thank you thank you Obama. thank you for ruining America
0: yeah it's one of these things where you, like, you look at this movie and you go like okay so that was the time period but we won because we won the Scopes trial. Right. Except that hasn't happened. What has happened is that the other side has marshaled their forces and come back uh, with with a pretend intellectual rigor. And now we have Trump. I mean, there, when you I look don't at this, what no, you're saying, he's no,
1: my president.
0: Yes, he is your president. Right or wrong, I support. <laughs> yes, right and, and, and wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is absolutely. Uh, yeah. He's not that surprising, actually, if you squint. I mean, in a sense, he. In this, if you look at the fact that this happened in the 20s, this argument is still being fought today. The fact that it's still being fought today makes, it, makes him make a, quite a bit more sense than, than I'd like him to. Yeah. So we're saying. I'm going to come down on the side and say, I'm not pro-Trump. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm, willing to, uh, I'm willing to die for that. Um, I think we all hope that. Yes. You die. I'm willing to die of yes. some diabetic complication later on mm-hmm. because of that. Yep. <laughs> Diagotic combination. Diagotic. Uh, so what yeah. are we saying? That's, wow, that's got, gonna be
1: the—that's gonna be the thing I do from now on. <laughs> got, so,
0: what are we saying? Uh, we got—we got a little sidetracked on that, but it's hard to talk. But that's the beauty of this. One of the, one of the beauties of this movie is it makes you, makes you think and talk a little bit about about something that are, that is substantive. Ooh, yeah, it really is. It, it is. A, it's a smart
1: film. It is,
0: and it makes you do that. And so you know, the fact that we we suddenly went flying off into modern politics yeah. actually makes sense in the context of this movie. And that's one of the things that recommends this movie. Yeah, it's one of the things that makes it truly a great movie. Yeah, you know, it's, it might not be on a i i i I hesitate to say it's on anybody's top one hundred list as far as like I think famous it be. movies. I think I think it should be. Yeah, I think I think it absolutely. I would put, put it in my top thirty favorite movies. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I guess I would put it certainly in my top 50, certain in that area too.
1: You know what? Just another sidetrack. You know what might make it in my top 10 is a film I saw three days ago for the first time. I don't know what took me so long. Has anyone in this room seen City of God? Yes. Have you seen it? Good Lord, that's a good movie. (laughs) That is like Tarantino and Gabriel Garcia Marquez had a a baby and Mm -hmm. somehow it comes out Being less like Tarantino in *The Wash* and more like Coppola, you didn't like it, Curtis. I don't like Tarantino. Fuck Uh, you. (laughs) That's why you're behind
0: them. But but I said that. But *City of God* also has this quality of the wire to it as well.
1: Wait, did did you not like *City of God*? No, City of God is excellent. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah no, uh, like like the wire, yeah. It
0: has that quality yep. of the wire too, of being yep. this documentary-ish, but but you're right, it has that Marquez magical realism quality yeah. going on as well. It's really a well-made movie. Well, and, it,
1: and there's no reason for me to bring it up except something led me to it, and it brings up this question about our podcast, which is to say, I think that at one point we we generally agreed on the, problem, the principle that mostly what we're talking about is pre-1980 movies. Yeah. With the occasional exception, you know, you got your good fellas, you got your whatever. But but uh, fucking City of God was 2003 or four, mm-hmm. and it's like I think exceptions must be made sometimes mm-hmm. for a film like that, or one that you and I saw a couple of weeks ago, Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah. My God, that's a good movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. You know, and I and I agree with you. I think
1: I'm really glad people <laughs> suffer around the world so we can have good movies about it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I'm glad we've gotten away from the uh from the uh, the important uh, the. the the, the Middle Eastern coming of age, youth movie where somebody dies at the end. Also, that's where we're sort of past that and we're into. Wait, what is that? What are, what are you referring to? Oh, this is. It, I get this whole He's, thing. Dude. I get this whole thing. We'll go into it. At oh another my point. god,
1: the look he gave was so pain just now. Oh, dude, it's it's this it's
0: whole like thing. It's like someone had
1: given him a vegetable.
0: I just I just been I've been to a couple of these film festivals where like other, it's just watching like older women with like like large wooden jewelry weeping openly as this. Film after film of two teenage boys in a Middle Eastern context, you know, growing oh, up together. Oh, kai and then runner type, t- yeah, 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 kai runner to shit. And then yeah. one of them gets shot, and he's just I like do. the leading cause of death uh, for Middle Eastern teenagers is women crying in a theater. And the but second no. is
1: is uh, uh, Judas Priest albums.
0: Well, yeah, and as as it should be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're the Finleys
1: on film. And we're screaming for vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> screaming. Screaming for
0: movies.
1: <laughs> Finleys on film. We love classic film. We love each other. We love to argue.
0: Yes, sir. We love being mean to each other. Oh, you prick. Oh, fuck you, Tom. Suck a rocket. Die. Hey, it's I got okay. you a present. I got a show. It's a
1: Judas Priest album.
0: <laughs> with, with razor blades on the sides. Uh, see? It's shopping. Yeah. For throwing. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody.